to Totalus Rankium. This week, Probus. Hello and welcome to Roman Emperors Totalis Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all the emperors from Augustus to Augustus. This is episode 46. It's Probus. Yep, and as we said, anti-car, Probus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's, yeah, uh, that's later on. That's successor Ultimus. But before we start, um, on the 24th, which we've missed at the beginning of the week, it was Hadrian's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Hadrian. Happy birthday. And I'd wish you many more, but a bit late. Yep. Yeah. Right, maybe Okay. <laughs> maybe we should have a happy birthday song. Oh. And it's not under copyright anymore, so we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Let's do it. Right. Probus. Let's do him. He was born Marcus Aurelius. Starts well. Yeah. Probus. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, possibly on the 19th of August in 232 in the Danube region. What did you say his birthday was? 19th of August. 19th of August, isn't it? That's what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> Are you checking your birthday diary to see if it agrees? Yep. 19th of August. And... Oh, no, he's not there. <laughs> well, that shows that one of us didn't do our research. <laughs> well, or Wikipedia's not as good as I thought it was. Quite possibly. I did I did say possibly the 19th of August. This is up to that debate. That is true. I'll put him in. Put him in. Put him in. Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Danube region again. We've had a lot recently from the Danube region, as you may have noticed. Yes. This whole time is filled with um, generals from the Danube taking over, but we're coming to the end of that now. Oh. Right, Probus's father, according to the Historia Augusta, was in the army and did well. That's good. Yeah, and uh, died in Egypt, possibly. Uh, oh. we're, we're a bit sketchy here, but it's better than we've had recently. So, following in his footsteps, his father's footsteps, even, yeah. Probus joined up and made a name for himself. Probus. Probus, yes. And I will quote, As a youth, Probus became so famed for his bodily strength that by approval of Valerian, he received a tribuneship almost before his beard was grown. Ooh, so around five? (laughs) Did they start growing early back then, didn't they? I don't know. He sounds like quite a physical specimen. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure when. It was almost before his beard was grown, so it was just after his beard had grown. Okay. He got a tribuneship. That's good. Under Valerian, he was promoted to lead a legion. And then, under Gallienus, he was further promoted to rule all the armies in Illyricum. So, part of the Danube region. Ah, yes. Doing pretty well there. Good. It was under Aurelian that he became well-known throughout the Empire, however, because Aurelian trusted him above all others and put him in charge of the most important assignments that he couldn't make himself. (laughs) The most important of these was obviously the victory over Zenobius' forces in Egypt. You're nodding, you remember this. Yeah, um, Yeah. he took it back, didn't he? He did, he went down to Egypt, he took it back. This was when Aurelian was busy fighting the Goths in their own territory. He realised he couldn't do anything, so he sent his general down to Egypt, and it was taken back. You can see why, if his father died there, he probably went there for revenge. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's why. I think we've uncovered something here. Yes. (laughs) So this was a hugely important victory against the Palmarines. Yeah. Practically, it meant the grain was now in the hands of Rome again, and then psychologically, it was the first victory against this new Palmarine empire. Not that they'd really fought any battles yet, but it's always nice to know that you can beat them if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. 
We know very little about this campaign, unfortunately, uh, but it's likely the probe was set off over the seas from Byzantium and in 272 landed in Egypt. Surprise, surprise. Mm. Possibly sometime in May. Zenobia had not left a very large garrison in Egypt, probably because she didn't have enough men to cover this rapidly expanding empire she was creating. Yeah. According to one source, the remaining power marines offered gifts to the gods to help them. Like? We're not really sure, unfortunately, oh. but they heard that the Romans were coming and offered some gifts. The tradition was to throw the gifts into a pool, and if the gifts sunk, then the gods had accepted them. They'd taken oh. them in. But if the gifts floated, the gods had rejected them. See, that's why they shouldn't have given the gift of ducks. No. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and toy boats. Yeah. Sponges. Yeah, ping pong balls. It's terrible. I had a whole box full of this stuff. <laughs> We're never going to win. We're not. This is awful. Can we not offer them that tire iron over there? No. Yeah, we need that. We need to melt it down and turn it into swords. Okay, one last try. How about this goose? Yeah, it looks heavy. Throw it in. <laughs> Damn it! So, the Palmarian gift floated. Who knows what it was, but it was a floater. <laughs> I'm not sure that was the gift, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the term a floater goes outside of the UK, maybe. That's... In America, it's like you get a, a Coke float, don't you? Which is like ice cream or something, cream floating on some like a drink. Yeah, so... Why don't you explain what it is, Rob? So, uh... Well, it's like a Coke float, only in the toilet. <laughs> it's a, a two-flusher, as we say. <laughs> so, um, maybe that was their gift. Oh... This is what I think of you, gods. <laughs> that whole ceremony went terribly for the Palmarians. I can imagine. It was just awful, because within a month of Probus's landing, the entire province was under his sway and back in the hands of Rome. Yeah. Well done, Probus. That's a good start. He did well there, didn't he? He did, yeah. Or did he? Yeah. <laughs> because there is some evidence to, to suggest that Probus actually wasn't even there. Oh. And he was in Gaul. And there was another general called Marcellinus who took over Egypt. And if this is the case, Probus was probably just in charge of reorganising the frontier provinces. Ooh. Yeah. Death job. Mm. So, uh, who knows, which one do we want to go down? We need to choose the real Total's Ranking version of events there. Or the actual version of events. Which is the actual version of events, yes. Um, well, what do most historians say? What does it lean towards, or is it split down the middle? Well, the Historia Augusta... Historians. What do most historians <laughs> think? Well, our only sources <laughs> yeah. say that he was in Egypt. Okay. However, through picking together bits of writing and yeah. digging bits up, we're starting to put together a, a jigsaw that doesn't quite match mm. that. But it is in no way definite whatsoever. So we either take the word of our sources... Or we just assume they're lying to us. We've always assumed that the historical guess, though, haven't we? Yeah. So let's fall back on which story is the most interesting. He fought. Yeah, okay, so he fought in Egypt. Yeah. We're going to say that. Right. But if you're listening, just, just be aware. That might not be true. But what's the point in studying history if you're not going to make up your own version? That's true. Exactly. History's made by the winners, and we're winners. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> right. Either way, by the time of Tacitus... Probus was placed in charge of all the troops in the east. So whatever he did, he clearly made a good impression. And this made him the most powerful general in Rome. That's positive. Yeah. Now, quick recap on Tacitus here, because, let's face it, it would be easy to forget him. 
<laughs> Tastus was the old senator we covered last week. Yeah. Who did a little bit of fighting, but then died. Yeah, it's quite old, wasn't it? And he? we decided it was a combination of all sources led to his death. Yeah, so brother, yeah. virus, he bugs, went mad, soldiers, army. soldiers. Yeah, yeah. it's just a whirlwind of destruction surrounded him. <laughs> right, so Tacitus is in charge now, and Tacitus tried to keep Probus loyal. He has Good. to keep Probus loyal, because yeah. Probus is Aurelian's general. And he owns the army. Yeah, Aurelian's just died. Mm. Tacitus is now in charge after that mm. brief break. So how does it get Probus on side? Money? Yes, big pile of money! <laughs> he was paying him five times the usual amount. Although I'm not sure what the usual amount of being in charge of the troops in the East was, but he was he was raking it in, basically. Yeah, yeah. good. Then Tacitus died. Yep. Yeah. And it would appear that Probus saw his chance. According to the Historia Augusta, again, his troops declared him emperor... Against his wishes. <laughs> they always say that. Yes, they? they do. The troops, upon hearing of Florianus's ascension, were not happy and started to talk about how there were better men to lead them. So why on earth would we have the bumbling old fool's half-brother when yeah. we could have Probus? Who was definitely, definitely, definitely in Egypt and he won that back. Yeah, exactly. That's how cool he was. He got Egypt back. Mm. Or he did some admin. Gaul. Either way, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Those papers did not file themselves. They certainly did not. No, they didn't. So the troops got together, and apparently one man said, and I quote here, that they must look for a prince who would be brave and revered, modest and gentle, and a man of propriety. Oh. Yeah, see what he did there? Uh... And then everyone was quiet for a bit, and he went, no, no, Probus. It's a play on words, lads. <laughs> anyone. And then quickly the chant started up. We want Probus. Yeah, yeah. We want Probus. Over and over again, the crowd ran from the parade ground where this conversation was taking place. <laughs> yeah. They tore a purple cloak off a nearby statue. Poor statue. Yeah. Uh, and then placed it upon their general. Oh. Declaring him emperor. Bit of withered, worn... Purple fabric's been outside for five years. And that's nice. all we could get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Probus was reluctant, maybe because he saw how tatty the cloak was. And he said, It is not in your own interest, soldiers. With me you will not fare well, for I cannot court your favour. He's like, I can't give you extra things. Yeah. To which everyone went, oh, fair enough. And he went, no, 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 no. I'm, oh, go oh, on. Not, you're meant to convince me. That's how it's meant to go. And eventually he was convinced. He took the purple and he wrote to the Senate, again showing reluctance. Yeah. He said, apparently, <laughs> story August, a warning, I have never desired the imperial power and I have accepted it against my will. I may not refuse an office which is most distasteful to me. I must play the part which the soldiers have assigned me. Love and kisses the Emperor. Ha, I'm the Emperor. Yeah. He also claimed that Tacitus had appointed him his successor before he died. He's in Rome, isn't he? Um, we're not fully sure where Probus was at the time. Oh, I'm guessing well, he was in different places. He, we're guessing he was in the region. I did try and look, because for some reason I had it in my head he was in Egypt. Mm. And I still have it in my head he's in <clears> Egypt <throat> at this point. But when I tried to pin this down in my research, I couldn't figure out where he was, definitely. So I'm well, not sure he's... if I maybe read something somewhere that I couldn't find again that he was in Egypt. Let's say he was in Egypt. He's standing against the pyramid writing a scroll. 
what his letter. On the yeah, we're yeah. going to say he's in Egypt on the side of the pyramid. He is in charge of the armies in the east, so I'm guessing he's in the east, definitely. It is all a, it's the crisis, it's all a bit messed up. But we know he was nearish by, because okay. Florianus declared himself as emperor, mm. they had a few skirmishes, Florianus's troops revolted, imprisoned him, released him, killed him. Yeah. That's his episode done again. Yeah. <laughs> it's slightly so, longer than last time. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, so then Probus becomes the emperor. Well done, Probus. We think that he carried on mopping up Asia Minor for a while and was awarded Gothicus Maximus from the Senate. Did he fight the Goths? The Goths, remember, are in Asia Minor at the moment. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. Although, quite why they're still there, because Probus apparently got rid of them, and then Florianus apparently got rid of them. I'm reading before that, so... Yeah, but they're still there. But that itch, you just can't get rid <laughs> yes. of Yes. But it wasn't long before he had to deal with the barbarian invasion. If you remember, there was a barbarian invasion that Tacitus yeah. heard about just before he went mad, slash got assassinated, slash died of <coughs> evil pox disease. Yeah. So, there is that going on. So in 277, Probus sent his generals ahead of him to sort out the Gallic region, now under severe strain due to the raids, and the armies were suffering from a lack of food. According to Zosimus, a miracle saved them. This was just as he entered the Gallic regions. When the war begun there, a grievous famine prevailed throughout the surrounding country, but a heavy shower of rain and corn fell together, so that in some places were great heaps of it made from its own descent. It's that all that raining thing again, isn't it? When yeah. they were parched in the desert, there's only a little cloud form just above them and rained. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are you thinking of um, Marcus Aurelius? Yeah. Yes. And also when we think of corn now, it's not like the sweet corn we get now, because that's just an abomination of what corn actually is. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know, when you see grass in the summer, it's got little, like, the seeds yeah. on it. Yeah. That's corn back in Roman times. Yeah, which they Wheat then... and flour, yeah. Which, well, that's what they did. At first, apparently, the soldiers were too scared to eat the corn, but... Eventually, they were merrily making bread out of it, apparently. Built some furnaces there to make the bread with. Well, they carried stuff like that around with them. I guess, yeah. Yes. In my head, I just think of like a literal walking army, but they carried everything. They had, like wood and... Yes, they, these were huge, yeah. moving towns that moved around. Mm. It's just whoever's job it was to hold the oven that day. Oh, <laughs> they drew lots in the morning. Oh, oh, I've got the oven. At least I haven't got the anvil again. <laughs> Yeah, so we can either take this literally yeah. and say that there was high winds that swept up corn and it got released, mm. With or rain. Yeah. we could just say it's all ridiculous. Um. Or we could actually say it was a miracle and uh, Jupiter sent it to them. Well, we'll go with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a bit of an odd one, this one. But apparently, there you go, a miracle occurred. Once Probus arrived in the region, he wasted no time driving back the Franks. And I quote, He never ceased fighting until nine princes of different tribes came before him and prostrated themselves at his feet. From these he demanded first hostages, which they gave him at once, and then grain, and last of all, their cows and their sheep. Oh, yeah. Oh, last of all, cows. Oh, and sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Just no making the list. Just yeah. other people going. And a, a helicopter. Yeah, one of them as well. Yeah, one goats. <laughs> well, just give us everything. Chimneys. Shut up. <laughs> You're not playing word association games. No. <laughs> so that sounds like he did pretty well there. Hang on, yeah. many details, but he's fighting back the barbarians and he is getting hostages and food. Apparently, they weren't so drowned in corn that they didn't need more. <laughs> 
So, at some point around now, the commander of the fleet on the Rhine did something that he would soon regret. Did he try to revolt? Did he say he was emperor? No. Yeah. This man's name was Bonosus. Benosus. Bonosus, as in Bono, as in UT. Oh. <laughs> he gets everywhere, doesn't he? He does get everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And let's just keep with it at that. So Bono was on the Rhine yeah. with yeah. the fleet. They had a fleet for the Rhine, apparently. I didn't know that until I read this. Yeah. I think I know something like this. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, yes, one of the captains on the boat always used to stand on, on the edge of the boat. So he got a nickname, The Edge. <laughs> and he never fell off. It's great. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, so Bono and his first mate, The Edge. <laughs> so there he is. <laughs> Try this again. <laughs> on his ships. On the Rhine. Bono and The Edge. Bono and The Edge. One evening, they disembarked and they were, I don't know, having a feast somewhere in a tent when a bunch of barbarians snuck along and burnt the fleet. Oh dear. I was about to say to the ground, but was to the river, I suppose. Riverbed. <laughs> yes. Not great. Not great at all. This loss angered Probus, who accused Bono of, of many things. As people as often pe do. As people often do. <laughs> He'd heard that story about the hats being given a first-class <laughs> yeah. plane ticket. He yeah. was outraged. Uh, but also of being sloppy. Bono was demoted. Oh, yes. the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But just as Bono was leaving his office slash tent slash ship thing, whatever he was in... He muttered to himself that one day, he did not know when, he did not know where, but he would have his revenge. Is he the next emperor? We will see. Probus then turned his attention to the Vandals and the Burgundians. Just Can like you? before. I think I might have briefly mentioned the Burgundians before, maybe quite a That's while a ago. That's a name that I would remember. Oh, is it? Maybe it is. Well, Burgundy, a... I think you called them Burgundy. Possibly. The Burgundians, yeah, that makes there's sense. There's a lot of them. There's yeah. a lot of tribes. Yeah. <laughs> there are definitely some that I just leave out because I've just been saying a different name yeah. every single week. Barbarians, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Just like before, he fought till the barbarians sued for peace. Probus again accepted that if certain conditions were met, the barbarians could go home and he would just take a payment. Mm. Yeah. But this did not go as well as it did before with the Franks. And here is Zosimus again talking about the vandals. But as they did not restore all that they had taken, the emperor was so enraged that he fell upon them as they were retiring, killing many of them, and took prisoner their general. All of them that were taken alive were sent to Britain, where Ooh. they settled and were subsequently very serviceable to the emperor when an insurrection broke out. So he, he, he killed lots of them, took their generals hostages, and sent them to the worst place in the world, Britain. Yes. Where they were quite useful. No oh, good. Yes, as we'll find out later. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's not He's not suffering fools. No, he's quite no, sensible. He's, yeah. It's like, yeah, you can go. If you give everything back, give us a payment. You can leave. That's fine. But if you don't do that, I will destroy you. <laughs> Apparently he just pretended they could leave, waited for them to be walking away, and then wrote them down. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, this wasn't a pleasant, oh, I'm coming to get you then. He was quite nasty, but efficient. It worked. He wiped them out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Gosh. 
Senate were impressed. They gave him the title Germanicus Maximus. I say this as if the Senate has any say nowadays. Yeah, yeah. The Senate were informed that they were giving him the title Germanicus Maximus. Probus then started to build forts along the Rhine. And this was... This was new. Well, it wasn't new, it was very old. We used to have forts along the Rhine, but they just had become obsolete because the barbarians just flooded past them. So Probus is trying to rebuild the fortifications, hoping to bring back the Golden Age again. Oh dear. (laughs) You don't seem convinced. When anyone says that, bring back the gold, bring back the good old days, it worries me slightly. Yeah, quite possibly. It would appear... They never lived in it. (laughs) Yeah. It would appear after this that he went, then went into Germany itself and fought barbarians in their homeland, mm. getting many victories. There's some suggestion that he was even trying to make a new province out of the area. Mm. So we've gone from a few episodes ago, Gallienus running around the place, all over the place, trying his hardest to stop the empire falling apart. A couple of episodes, Aurelian finally beating back everyone, and now yeah. we've got Probus actually invading places. There's active expansion going on. Yes, but unfortunately he doesn't quite manage to do it, and we're not even 100% certain he was trying to make a new province, Uh, but he was definitely fighting in new areas, so he's invading the barbarians' land, which is good. Probus then spent the next couple of years keeping the region tidy, defending against more vandal raids, because they just loved invading. Probus finally decided, however, it was time to finally, at last, sort out those damn Persians. It's time to go and avenge Valerian. (laughs) Still. Still. (laughs) Because every emperor who's tried to do it so far has just ended up dead. It's almost like there's a curse on it. So he collected his, by now, highly trained and experienced army and headed east. However, all was not happy in the Empire. One of Probus's generals, trusted general I might add, Saturninus, had declared himself emperor in Antioch. The Syrian provinces and Egypt also declared for him. So there you go, that's the East gone. Oh dear. Yeah, not great. He's lost to the Empire already. However, the soldiers in the East soon heard that Probus was already on his way East because he decided oh. to sort out the Persians oh, yeah. and had a very quick change of heart. Good. So, realising the might of the Empire was descending upon them, they just murdered the usurper. He's got these back. Okay, that's good. That, yes. I imagine that happening with all in like 10 minutes. Okay, <laughs> one less from Roger. Oh, no, it's the worst ever. 10 minutes later. Oh, fair enough. Triumph, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is interesting. It, it does sort of highlight how tenuous that hold is on the East, though, isn't it? Yeah, it does show that things are looking better, but it still could all fall apart at any moment, definitely. For the moment, it makes sense to me why the Empire will split into two. Ah, yes. So I do know something. You do. That's it. <laughs> but it's something. <laughs> so, Probus continued east. Apparently his very presence scared away hordes of barbarians as he went through the Danube region and Asia Minor. Barbarians yeah. were just legging it. And I love the note you've just made there. I won't repeat it. That's what they probably all said as they were running. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, shirt. Yeah. I think that says, if I can read your handwriting correctly. So... East he heads, barbarians fleeing in front of him. Once in Asia Minor, the Emperor became aware of an infestation. Of what? Knaves. Ooh, I know what that is. Of other words, like knaves of... Thieves. Thieves, there we go. Thieves, knaves. Vagabonds. Vagabonds. Brigands. 
that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Land pirates. Let's call them land oh, pirates. Yeah. Rogues. Ooh. Rogues. <laughs> yeah. Brigands. <laughs> yes. Maids, we call them. Generally the bad sort. Yeah. Yeah. Bad folk. Yeah, obviously this area had been full of goths for quite some time. Just roaming around, yeah. destroying places. Law and order had pretty much fallen apart. And um, outlaws had set themselves up into the huge gangs and actually had towns. So it's the Wild East? Yes, it's the Wild East. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> horses, <laughs> gunfights. Well, horses. <laughs> um, yeah, so he was in the Wild East and there was a... I still I prefer land pirates and outlaws, so we're going to call him a pirate. He was called Lydius and he had set himself up as leader of the outlaws and even had his own town... Long John Lydius. Long John Lydius, yeah. Soprobus, on his way to Antioch, took a slight detour and took the town. That sounds a bit boring, but we do actually have details on this. We'll Ooh. go into it in Phytius Maximus. Oh, okay. So we'll come back to the to Long John Lydius. Right. Are you ain't no hair in this town. <laughs> American pirate. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> that's how we sound. <laughs> Yar, you better mosey on out of town. <laughs> It's just weird. I know, it's, it's hard to do as well. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, onwards to Antioch. Probus received reports that the towns deep in Egypt were revolting. Which is odd, you don't usually hear of this. Egypt is generally relatively peaceful, as far as I can tell, apart from Alexandria. But Alexandria is a very Hellenistic capital city that doesn't have much to do with the rest of Egypt, apart from to rule it. Yeah. So... You don't hear much of the rest of Egypt proper revolting, but apparently they were starting to. That's not good. Uh, but it was being dealt with, so we didn't need to worry about it, mm-hmm. said the letter. So, <laughs> fair enough. I won't worry about it, he thought. No, he also heard that revolts were starting back in the West. Okay, so there's revolts back in Gaul, there's revolts in Egypt, and I'm about to go and invade Persia. Is this the best idea? No, you want to put down those revolts and make sure they're put down. Yes. So, Probus sent Roger off to have peace talks with the new Persian king, Baram II. Baram. Yes. We will, possibly next week, catch up with what happened to Shahpur and why we've now got a new king. He died. Yes, but we don't know any details, and I'd quite like to know why a bit more, so we might okay. might do a bit on yeah, Sharpay next good. week. But we just need to know the new Persian king at the moment is Baram II. Baram had only just come out of the civil war due to Sharpay's death, <laughs> yeah. uh, and was more than happy to avoid the fight. He was in no fit state to fight off a foreign invasion. So Probus was free to return to Gaul. So a bit of a wasted trip in a way, but he did get to fight pirates, and he yes. did put down the initial revolt because he happened to be on the way, which is good. Yeah. So, back to Gaul. On the way, large numbers of barbarian refugees coming not to loot, but just looking for a home, came across the border. Oh, yeah. Can you, please? Probus settled to them. That's nice. So, fine, of course you can come in. You're paying me sacks, though. <laughs> he finally got to Gaul, and he found, guess who? Bono. Yes, it's Bono. Oh, it's Bono back. had declared himself emperor, which is exactly the kind of thing I imagine Bono <laughs> yes, <doing>. Bloody well <laughs> worked. <laughs> and he was trying to reunite the Gallic Empire. Perhaps due to this, or perhaps separately, two other generals revolted at the same time, one in the Germanic regions and one in Britain. Ooh. So it looks like the Gallic Empire is about to go back up and running. Oh dear. However... 
Despite this seeming very serious to begin with, it soon turned out that support was not really there. A general of Probuses took out the usurper in Britain, using all of those Burgundite troops yeah, okay. that he'd sent over, uh, and the soldiers turned on the other general in the Germanic region, okay. declaring for Probus. Fair enough. So all that left was Bono. Probus approached Bono's stronghold. Bono, realising... This sounds a bit surreal now. <laughs> that he could not fight alone, hung himself, just as Probus was drawing in. Aww. Bono was no more. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of fans cried. I know, it would have been devastating. Well, I imagine The Edge playing really kind of nice background music, lots of effects going on in the background. Lots Do you think echo. he finally stopped calling himself The Edge? I think he put it as his middle name. Yeah. Yeah. John the Edge Blackman. Is that his name, is it? No, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't it is now. Yeah, John Blackman. We all know that. It's the Edge's. I bet we get comments this week saying, how do you not know the Edge's real name? <laughs> so, it all ended up okay for Probus. Bono and U2 were no more. The other generals were dead. The Gallic region had not resurfaced. So, in 281, he finally realised he had no one to fight. That's good in a way. Yeah. I mean, he is a career general, and that's all he's ever done and ever known, so he was a bit bored. It's like the, the, the uh, Star Trek Beyond storyline. Uh, yes, it is. I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Soldier with nothing to do. Did he start fighting? I'm not going to ruin it. Okay. Okay. Well, no, I've watched it. So. No, I've not, so I don't want it ruined for when I do watch that. And our millions of listeners. Yes, oh, that's a good point. Right, what he does decide to do is have a triumph party. <laughs> yeah. He heads back to Rome and he throws a triumph. These were the best games the people of Rome had seen for quite some time. That's nice. Yeah, it is, isn't it? There was a forest put up in the Circus Maximus. <laughs> and wild animals hunting took place. And I'll go in a bit more detail about that later. I'm guessing crazy. <laughs> do, do you think they've got away in the chariots? Watch out for the deer! <laughs> it was like an extra handicap for them. Yeah, <laughs> the weave between the trees. Oh, that would have made Ben Hur a little bit more interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, lovely flock of uh, flamingos on the <laughs> pink feathers. The games were mired slightly by the outbreak of smallpox. No, eighty prisoners. Oh, oh. <laughs> slightly different type of outbreak. Um, yeah, they were destined for the Colosseum to fight to the death. These were not normal gladiators fighting. These were prisoners who were sentenced to death, so they escaped, they broke out, they killed their guards, and went on a rampage around the city before finally being brought down. Gosh. This would have been awful if you were one of the people who had been murdered by them escaping, but for the rest of the crowd... That's You'd be probably... really annoyed if you were murdered by one of them. You would. Oh, for goodness sake, it came out with a nice day for my family, and suddenly... I've been look, murdered. I've been cleaved in twain. Yeah. But if you're not one of those... That's just more, more events, isn't it? That's true. <laughs> Watch the guard chasing down some of the prisoners. Yes. <laughs> so, they all had a wild time. Good. All good. In 282, Probus, probably getting a little bit bored of all this peace stuff that was floating around, so he decided that it was finally, finally, time to go and avenge Valerian's capture. They want their hats down and back down. I get a feeling this isn't going to end well. <laughs> However... On the way east, his <laughs> army rebelled. Really? Yeah, it's a bit odd, isn't it? And we're not really sure why. There are theories. So, let's play Why Did the Army Rebel? Number one. Ba -da -ba -da -ba. The army were fed up of him building things. 
Now, I've not really mentioned this yet, but Probus was a great believer in the whole idle hands makes the devil's work, and thought if his oh, soldiers right. were doing nothing, they would probably revolt and he'd end up dead. So the moment he thought that a legion was not actively involved in anything, he would set them to building tasks like bridges and roads. Okay. The soldiers weren't too pleased with this. I see all of the irony of that. Yes, I, I've got to keep them busy, otherwise they turn out, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just imagined him just being one of those people walking through the camp. You there! Yeah? Why aren't you doing anything? I'm on guard duty! <laughs> go and build a wall. Okay. That's why the prisoners escaped. Ah, yes, maybe. <laughs> so that's number one. Maybe the soldiers just got a bit fed up with the, all the building work. They were soldiers, they were not labourers. How dare the Emperor tell them to build a road. Mm. Number two, the soldiers were just tired. Due to the plague and all the fighting and the number of years that this has been going on, the soldiers in the army would have been in the army for years and years. Yeah. Probably by this point beyond the usual number of years that they'd served. Mm. So you're going to have a lot of very old veterans in your army at this point just fed up thinking they're going to retire soon, and suddenly they're on a campaign yeah. into Persia. Two years from retirement. Yes. Oh, no, what? No! I go home. Yeah. Number three, he made a speech that he said that he hoped one day the world would need no soldiers. Ooh. Th this is great. This is obviously going for the world peace angle, making sure that the war-weary citizens of Rome knew that the worst days were over and he had brought peace to the land. Yeah. Which is nice. However, troops seemed to take this a little bit too literally. Yeah. And thought, no soldiers. He's going to fire us all. We're yeah. not going to get paid. Kill him. So, maybe it's one of those. Maybe it's a combination of all three. I think one is the most likely. Just fed up a building. Yeah, so I've been fighting. And it links with the silence. I'm fighting and doing this and doing this. Uh, no, kill him. Kill him now. Fair enough. Because the other one, wanting peace, he doesn't seem like a peace kind of person. Okay. He's heading to Persia to kill them for no reason, so... True. That is true. Probus was about to cross over into Asia Minor. He is really not far away from where Aurelian was when he was about to go and invade Persia and ended up dead. Um, oh. And he heard that Carus, his Praetorian prefect... Oh. Yeah, trusted. Very trusted. Had declared himself emperor. Oh. <laughs> Seriously, at this point, why bother having a Praetorian Prefect? It is ludicrous, isn't it? So, no biggie. Carus doesn't have many men with him. No. He's got the might of the whole empire. It's fine. So he just sent a detachment off to deal with him. He didn't even go himself. Oh, okay. Not a problem. Just sent back a small detachment to deal with a small nuisance, but then that detachment just went over to Carus's side. Oh. Not great. Silver tongue devil. Yeah. But still not a huge problem. No. Because he only sent a small detachment. Yeah. So he still vastly outnumbers them. This is not a problem. But one day, around this day, he was out surveying a building project. <laughs> when the soldiers decided to kill him there and then, they chased him into a tower and stabbed him to death. Oh, what a lovely and poetic justice there. Him being chased into one of his own building projects. Yeah, the soldiers have been building for the past six months. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and there you go. That's the end of Probus. Uh, yeah, very active, very fighty. Compared to a majority of the Crisis Emperors. Yeah, it's quite well. Pretty well. Yeah. So, let's go into it. Let's rank him. Fightius Maximus. Okay, I promised you land pirate battles. Yar, you wee scurvy dog. The taking of Long John Lydius. Lydius <laughs> was apparently a robber in his youth. 
who would join and rose through the ranks of a gang until he finally led it. It's always gangs. He gangs start everything. I know, these gangs. Pesky gangs. Young age. Yeah. After the Gothic raids of the previous decade, the air of Asia Minor, like I said, had become more and more lawless. Lydius created his own outlaw town on a defensible premises. Yeehaw! Yeah. So you've got cliffs on three sides and you've got yeah. a wall. So well, well protected then. Very hard to take. Yeah. Nigh on impossible to take. It would appear that Lydius's outlawry had made him infamous throughout the Empire. And Probus decided to do something about it. Sort him out. So we're almost talking Dick Turpin levels. Okay. The heroic kind of bandit. That kind of... Like Robin Hood. Like Robin Hood. Yes, a bit like that. So Probus went to sort him out. Lydius realising that there was no way he could take on trained troops. Especially the size of the army that was descending <laughs> upon him. I yeah. mean, he was just a merry band of men who was stealing <laughs> things. From the yeah. rich. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yeah, well, probably from the rich. I mean, who... You don't want to steal from the poor, do you? Well, no. I've hardly got anything. Ooh, got a rag. Yeah. So, he retreated behind his walls. Lydius next realised that they didn't actually have enough food. It's not like he'd been planning on a siege. He's not an army. No. He wasn't expecting this. No. So, he pulled down many of the homes in the middle of his town to make room for crops to be grown. Oh, self-sustaining. Yeah, self-sustaining. I imagine they spent, like, weeks building, poeing the land, and then one go, we don't have any seeds. Damn it! <laughs> what are we going to plant? Got some sunflowers, sir. No. This is, why, this is why we need to think of the whole plan before we start. <laughs> it just does make me think. I mean, that's very... It's the big picture, that is, isn't it? We're running out of foods. Definitely won't have food in a year's time. Let's plant some crops now. Mm. That's fairly ambitious. I'd just more be thinking, oh dear, the army's coming. Yeah, let's fight them. Yeah. So, apparently he ripped down some homes. However, he then realised that this actually wasn't going to work. Possibly because they weren't going to grow quick enough. Yeah. So, what to do? Cannibalism. Oh, not quite. Oh. <laughs> he threw out all of the women, the children, and the men of non-fighting age. As in, got them out. Shut them out of the town. Less food to go around. Less food less to go pe- around. Less food to consume the... Less people to consume the food. Yes, that's yeah. what I meant as well. We got yes. <laughs> Very sensible idea. These people weren't contributing to the fight, so get rid of them. Plus, the Romans aren't going to just kill a bunch of women and children and old men, are they? No. no. But I love, I'm sure the ones that stayed behind love the fact that their wife and their child are outside facing the Roman army. <laughs> well, it's good news for them because they're about to see their wife and children again because Probus oh. went, no, we're not letting them go and force them back into the city. Oh, what? So, all the women and children forced out of the town. Yeah. The Romans used their pointy sharp things to force them back in the town. Oh, I'm with you. Sorry, the Romans pushed them back in. Yeah. Yes, the Romans pushed them back in. Lydius, all of a sudden, still had lots of mouths to feed and no food. Yay. So what to do? Give up. <laughs> no, he does not give up at this point. Lydius lets the women and children back in, leads them up to the walls of fortification. Oh... And throws them all off to their deaths. That's not a piratey thing to do. That seems is. like a very piratey yeah, thing. Yeah, good point. It's walking the land plank. <laughs> <laughs> Look, some land sharks underneath. <laughs> I think it's a cow. <laughs> yeah, possibly a cow. Don't want to get stepped on by a cow, though. You can't trust those cows. They can't. They, they climb, climb walls. walls. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> 
sorry, reference to a recent Rats Factor episode there. Um, Lydia's manages to last a little bit longer. Yeah. Because he's got fewer mouths to feed, although yeah. I'm guessing very unhappy and sad mouths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, my children. He managed to even solve the food problem. He digs a tunnel out of the city right. so people can sneak out, grab a cow from the Romans, <laughs> and take it back. Through the tunnel. <laughs> yes! Just imagine. <laughs> it's all these like cartoon tunnels that you can only see the where the dig line is. And just, yes. And it's just like the Roman gets lifted up and thought, what the hell's going on? And he's a trail leading back to his cow farm just behind him. And there's a cow going, whoosh, vanishing. Yeah, you've seen tremors. No. Oh, have you not? Yeah, it's just like that. The oh, cow's right. just getting sucked underground. Brilliant. <laughs> so that, that was going on. Either that or they were leading the cows during the night. Go on, Daisy, get in the get in the tunnel. No, she's not going in. And having to try and push the cow in the tunnel. Cow wedge. Yes. <laughs> the cow horn. It's that point where you realise you've dug the tunnel just wide enough to fit <clears throat> a human. Yeah. But not wide enough to fit <sighs> a cow. <laughs> It does beg the question, this, and I did, I was asking this to myself. Yeah. If they dug a tunnel so they could steal the cows, why didn't they just run away? There was no way they were winning this. Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> I guess it's that silly determination, like, we'll never, you'll never take us alive. Yeah. These will die, sir. <laughs> I, I know, yeah. Uh, Get a cow. <laughs> Because of this, they managed to last a little bit longer, but food starts running short again. Probably because they couldn't get the cows. Well, it's, uh, by this point, a moot point. Hooray, cow joke. Uh, <laughs> so Lydia starts to call his own men. Oh, dear. Anyone he thought too weak, or weaker than anyone else, he just killed off. It's just a Josephus thing, isn't it? Josephus. We're sitting in a circumcage there. Maybe he sort of did that. Sit in a circle, then just kills half of them. There you go. That was easier. <laughs> Far easier than these weird mathematic games. So he's killing his own men. It's not looking good. One day, a man on Lydis's side, who was an expert scorpion shot. Scorpions are those really big, like giant crossbows that send meter-long arrows made of metal shooting. My image... Yeah. Slingshot with scorpions in. <laughs> hit hit him in the face, got stung and died. That was my... That's what I thought that was Have I go. not mentioned scorpions before? No. Oh, no, they're fairly standard in the Roman army at this right. time. Yeah. They're very accurate, very hard-hitting. So are real scorpions. <laughs> yes. Massive, though. So, so are real scorpions, that's true. Anyway, this guy was a really good shot with the scorpion, and... <laughs> But one day, he missed his mark. Yeah. Lydius was not happy, flew into a rage, and the man fled in terror down one of the cow tunnels and ran into the welcoming arms of the Roman army. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi there. He said to Probus, or probably a low-ranking general, he probably didn't get to see the emperor, that he was an expert shot and he knew Lydius's routine. Lydius kept a strict routine. So don't kill me, because tomorrow... Exactly five past four, he will be on that wall right there, and I'm a crack shot. Keep me alive. So the Romans do. And the next day, at exactly five past four, or whenever it was, a figure appears on the walls. No one can really make out who it is, there's just a man there. An arrow gets shot from the scorpion, flies through the air. And these are big arrows. This isn't yeah. all sticking, it's an arrow, it would have taken him off his feet. Ooh. 
The man's wounded, but it's not a direct hit. Ooh. Yes, it just takes a chunk out of him. And yes, it is indeed Lydius. Lydius arrived around in pain, commanded that his followers never give up, and then died. Oh, he died. His followers then gave up. <laughs> so, although the details in all of this is probably made up... I like uh, the story, though. It's nice. It's a nice story that I found. We haven't had much stories like no. that in the recent times. It was good to find one. Um, we do have the ruins, and they do support the general sweeps of that story. So it does look like it happened generally, but yeah. we don't know whether there were cows in tunnels or the Well, they did find shots. a perfect cow-shaped hole. Yes. So this is a the cow. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. So he, he, he did that. That's yeah. some of his fightiest Maximus. Right. He also did arguably more impressive things. He took Egypt when he was not the emperor. He fought back the Goths. He fought, fought back the Franks, the Vandals. All the barbarians he fought <laughs> back. He put down usurpations. So it's all fairly generally good. Yeah. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I'm thinking about the seven mark. I'm thinking that. It's not outstanding. No. But he's maintained the structure of Rome as we've left it so far. Yeah, he has. Some generally good fighting going on. I might even go up to eight. No, no, I'm saying this out. No, you can say it's way if you want. Or... No, no. I, I was saying... My withering judgment to look at you then. It's fine. <laughs> go to eight, go to eight. No, I'm going to stick on seven. All right. So, 14. Not bad. Not bad. Approvium crazium. Zosimus, quote, He invited the murderers to a feast. Now, these murderers are the murderers of Aurelian. Now, according to some sources, Tacitus dealt with that. Yeah. But according to Zosimus, Tacitus didn't really get them all. Oh. If indeed any. And Zosimus says that it's actually Probus who sorted them out. So he invited the murderers to a feast. Coming there in expectation of being entertained at the Emperor's table, Probus ascended into a balcony from whence he could view the action, <laughs> which he gave a signal to his men to perform. As soon as they had received it, they fell on the murderers in their defenceless state and left only one of them alive, whom he caused afterwards to be burnt alive. But they regret doing what they did. Oh, yes. <laughs> there you go. Bit of a overkill. Staging a feast and killing them. Burning someone alive kind of antics. Yeah. That's quite good in a way for crazy. We've not seen anything even remotely like that for That's a while. That's true. That's pretty... But that is all I've got for his bad crazy. We do definitely have some good sane stuff. Apparently Probus often calmed Aurelian down. Remember, Probus, Aurelian's general. Aurelian... An angry man. Yeah. So it was apparently Probus who kept Aurelian in check. So every time Even he said, I will destroy everyone in that city, Probus would come along and go, Come on, Aurelian. You don't need to kill everyone. Have a you? seat, have a glass of wine. Chill it's out. Fine. fine, I'll just kill all the dogs. Do you need to kill the dogs, Aurelian? <laughs> don't need to kill the dogs. <laughs> There's a guide dog school there. <laughs> Think of them. <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's nice. He kept reading calm. One day, after battle, I'm not sure when this is, a remarkable horse was captured. It was said that this horse could run a hundred miles in a day, and then continue for ten miles after that, which apparently is impressive. But I don't know horses, so I have ten no miles idea. In a day, so twelve hours. Because... I don't know, is that... I have literally no idea. I don't apparently, guess... that's well... impressive. They were impressed anyway. I guess so. Because that's, I guess, stamina more than speed. It was a, a high stamina for a horse. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm not a horse expert either. I'm just making things up here. Fair enough. The Romans were impressed. Yeah. Everyone was impressed. They thought that Probus would automatically take the horse for himself. But he said, this horse is better suited to a soldier who flees rather than one who fights. Ooh. And then declared that lots be drawn for the horse. Oh. Yeah. In went the names. So everyone put their names in a hat, or a helmet probably, and one name was drawn. There is obviously a problem with this. Can you figure out what the problem is? Give you a clue, this is the Roman times. Everyone puts their name in a hat. Oh, everyone has the same name. Yes, everyone has the same name. Okay. <laughs> Apparently there are a total of five Probuses in the helmet. Okay. And sure enough, Probus's name comes out. All right. Yeah. All of the Probuses start arguing with each other, saying, that's me. That's my handwriting, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's definitely me. That's my slate's handwriting, it's mine. Yes. Eventually, the Emperor Probus puts an end to the argument and says that the lot should be drawn again. So all the names go back in. And out comes Probus again, would you believe it? So everyone starts arguing again, and Probus says, no, no, we'll do it again. This happens a few times until apparently the troops realise that it is destiny, it is fate, it's the gods' will. The Probus has the horse. Omen time! <laughs> yes, omen cool. time. Um, yeah, this to me just... Okay, there were five Probuses, but there's a large number of men. Yeah. Do you get the impression that it was only Probus's name in that? Hand? It was fixed. It was, <laughs> it was definitely Well, I don't want the horse anyway. Let's... I'll be fair, let's do a, a lot instead. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just going to put all these names in the hat. I'll write them out. <laughs> Oh, it's Probus. I'll try it again. It's Probus again. Oh, try it again. Oh. Yeah. Although it is interesting that he really insults the horse to begin with, saying that only a coward would want this horse. And usually after something like that, everyone will go, no, you're right, I don't want that horse. I'd never run away from battle. But in this case, mm. it seems like everyone goes, yeah, that's a good point. I still want the horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really cool horse. <laughs> Yeah. Look, it's fetlocks. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, Probus goes for the horse. But, I mean, that shows that he's not crazy. He's, mm. he's fairly sane. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, What are you going to give him? One. One? No, two, because he... Mm. Oh, actually, three. Because okay. the way he killed the people. Yeah, I'm going to give him some for the burning the alive and the murder of the, uh, the murderer at the banquet, which is yeah. quite nice. <laughs> wow, in a way. I'm going to give one each. One for burning someone alive, one for murdering people at a feast. I'll give him two. No, I'll give him three. You give him two. Total five. Total of five. <laughs> Successes Ultimus. Okay, let's have a look at those games, shall we? Game. Yes, people loved the wild animal hunt, and I will quote the historian Augusta here. Great trees torn up with the roots by the soldiers were set up on a platform of beams of wide extent, of which earth was then thrown, and this way the whole circus, planted to look like a forest, seemed, thanks to this new verdure, to be putting forth leaves. So, he essentially created a full-grown forest. He didn't plant anything, he just put full-grown trees. Why not? In the circus. I'll carry on. Then, through all the entrances, were brought in 1,000 ostriches, 1,000 stags, and 1,000 wild boars. Then deer, wild sheep, and other grass-eating beasts, as many as could be reared or captured. The populace was then let in, and each man seized what he wished. Aww. So this was not a spectator sport, which you might have thought to begin with, no, which I a, did. it's a free-for-all. 
yeah, it's I'm going to create a forest in the middle of Rome. Go in there, fetch your dinner. Yeah. Off you go. I haven't put any lines in. Promise. Fetch <laughs> <laughs> your spear. Make sure you clean it before yeah. you return it. You, would you no. go into an enclosed space full of animals in Roman times? No. Nope. Being given a spear. You'd just assume that someone would put lines in, wouldn't you? Yeah, because it's the kind of thing I imagine some other emperors would definitely do. <laughs> oh, done. yes. In fact, I bet Commodus Caligula, the likes of them, are kicking themselves. I wish I they that. did not think to do that. I loved it. They would have done. Yeah, but anyway, that went down really well. It was great. Um, other good things. He tried to reinvigorate the economy. Domitian, back to Domitian, had restricted who could grow grapes and said we could only grow grapes for wine in Italy, trying to help the Italian economy along. It worked at the time. It was controversial, yeah. but it helped the Italian farmers. Yeah. However, now the, the opposite is true. It's the provinces that are really struggling rather than Italy. So Probus reverses this and says that anyone can now grow grapes for wine. Fair enough. Wine being hugely popular in Roman times, it's a yeah. huge industry. So, this helps some of the economy in some of the provinces. Good. Not amazingly, but it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. He also got his troops whenever he could to build, as I mentioned before. In Egypt, bridges and drainage systems built by soldiers greatly improved the amount of corn that came to Rome. Just Good. Because the infrastructure was better. Okay, so that's his... Good successor, Sultimus, apart from the obvious, he hasn't ruined the empire, which many emperors have yep. done recently. Stable empire. Yes, it there. is stable throughout his reign. Bad. His main criticism is that he allowed those barbarians to settle. If you remember, I just sort of yeah. off the cuff mentioned barbarians yeah. settled. This is very much in hindsight. Nothing bad happens because of that in his reign. That's fine then. So I don't think we can really discount no. that, especially if you look at the alternative, which would have been kill them all or chase them back into their own lands where they were fleeing yeah that's just and cool. they probably would have ended up dead yeah so i can't count that i think no i'm not going to really count that against him so um what do you think um i'm thinking around the middle mark yeah it's, it's not bad is it but it's, it's not great it's positive but it's stable so i'm going for the old five maybe maybe six i mean in a way it's almost as good as aurelian's just trying to get the empire back but he also didn't have to do that at the same time as mm. rebuilding mm. the empire really from scratch. did get the empire back yes the exactly so it's he's doing some good stuff we got the east back though did he get the east back remember <clears throat> he lost it though but he got it back he did very quickly yeah yeah um i'm i'm gonna go slightly above i'm gonna give him six he's... right i'll give him five okay that's 11 for success as well as image of give him a face that's a good start I've gone for the most generic face possible because I have no idea. Oh, you know what? That's not actually too far off. You've gone for short hair and beard. Right. We've got one of those, someone's coloured in a statue. Oh, good. And you know how I've usually described that as this is what it would have looked at the yeah. time. Well, this time it looks like a child's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> So it really does look like someone's coloured in a statue. But okay. here we go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's not. But he's looking pretty good in my mind. Yeah. He's got a very neat beard. Hmm. He's looking very grey. Gravitas. That's what he seems to have. Yes. He he's got a cool Augustus look about him, but he's got a beard. Yeah. And obviously older than Augustus looks. Yeah. That is a that... terrible painting. In sorry. Yeah. The the painted one there. looks awful. Doesn't it? it really does. We put it up. I on think it's all just CGI. That picture. That's not a painted thing, is it? I think that's just CGI done. 
Um, uh, or that maybe doesn't look like a statue at all. Maybe that is just bad CGI. That's a good point. It's just a really bad picture. <laughs> but I, I saw it and had to include it. So let's ignore that one. Let's look at his his mm. statue. Well, that's good, isn't he? I don't know if he got gravitas. He looks, it suits him. He's got a weird ear though. That's got a weird ear. That's got a weird ear there as well. No, that mm. is a that is. It's like a round ear rather than like a droopy bit at the bottom. It's just sort of a round circle. Which yeah. if you have an ear like that, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> it's weird. I don't think we can really count the bad carving of his ear against him. He true, the statue might have fallen off at some point and knocked it off. But oh, yeah, it's not bad. I'll go for a I'll go for a seven. Oh, I'm more impressed. Are you? I think he is the best looking Crisis Emperor so far. I think so. He's just he looks like an emperor. You could pop him into the middle of the five good emperors and he'd just kind of fit there. He looks like a classic emperor. He does, he yeah. does, but he looks all right. It doesn't grab my... He's, to me, it's standard. Oh, OK. I'm That's going, what I mean by I'm going to go for nine. I'm enjoying Whoa. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going up. This is one of my favourites so far. So that is a total of 16 divided by four, which is obviously four. Yes. Temple completed. What are you going for, then? I'm going for six years. Well done, six years. Way! Yay! He ruled from 276 to 282. We are in the 80s. Which is, oh dear. That explains the beard though. That explains the neat trimmed beard. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the 80s. Although I wonder if we get any mullets this time. Ooh. Yeah. Through the spreadsheet, that gives him a score of 0 0.75 for Tempo Completo and a respectable total score there. 34.75. That's actually quite good. That is not bad for a Crisis Emperor. In fact, let me just quickly check. If we were to rank just the Crisis Emperors, that puts him fourth. Oh. <laughs> Aurelian top, then Thrax, then Valerian, and then Probus. Okay. No, not bad. Gallienus, unfortunately, although I did like Gallienus. I only scored 28. Mm. Yeah. Right, so, not bad. Yeah. He's done pretty well. So does he deserve, I think we actually have a bit of a conversation for yes. a change this week. Does he deserve it? Let's find out. Do they have a certain genesis? Gut feeling is no. Okay. Personally, because it. Although they kept the empire stable, he's not. I don't see him as that noteworthy. Interesting. He's picking up the pieces. That is interesting. I've tried to stay very unbiased because Probus is usually held up there with Aurelian. Really? Yes. He's never seen quite as good, but it's always seen as. Aurelian saved the Empire. Mm. Probus built on that. And then you've got Diocletian coming up. And I was I must admit, I was expecting better. And it's not yeah. bad. It's not bad at all. But I'd heard his name. I was expecting more. Mm. But I would put Gallienus as more important to the, the recovery of Rome. I agree. Than Probus. He's just mopping up little bits at the side. Yeah. And he does a good job. Yeah. Eh? He definitely is a far better emperor than I believe Florianus would have been. Yep. <laughs> Tacitus was. So I think he was a decent emperor at the right time. Mm. He clearly knew his way around the battlefield. He beat all those Goths back. And, let us not forget, he did stop the Gallic Empire surfacing and the East from leaving again. Again. Which he would not have been able to do if it wasn't for the fact that those usurpers were terrified of him. Which builds up the idea of an impressive figure, I guess. Yeah, you do get the impression that if Probus wasn't there, the Empire could well have split again. And he kept it together. That's true, and that's what's about stability. He kept it yeah. stable, 
but would yeah. I mention to somebody in the street? That's it. I mean, it's really good. It is, but I'm not convinced he actually has it. He's he, not got that, oh, yeah. did you hear about Probus? I agree. Yeah. So are we saying no? It's a shame, because he's all right. Yeah. He's, he's one of those ones where he can come along and watch in the Colosseum. Yeah, get a seat next to Suetonius and yeah. whoever else we put in there, I can't remember. I think we put a couple of other emperors on. Mm. Claudius, I think. Claudius, got a seat. I think, got a seat, yeah. His rock got a seat as well. So, yeah, that's unfortunately a no. We are sorry. Sorry. But never mind, eh? Maybe the next one. Who's it going to be? Oh, the Cara. Carus. Carus? Chorus. Carus or Carus. Carus, depending on how you pronounce it. Yeah, see how that goes. Yes. It's a double episode, so I'm not guessing well. <laughs> yes, it's going to be a short one. I won't say any more because it's no. released at the same time as this one, so yeah. just carry on listening. Okay, so please follow us on Facebook and Twitter if you want to find out more stuff and see the images that Rob makes. We, you can also download us on Podbeam and iTunes and Stitcher. Yes, um, please leave reviews on iTunes for us because it's helping us grow. We're really starting to see a bit of a spike in listeners recently. Mm. And I think that's because some people are now starting to leave more reviews yeah. online. So thank you very much to those who have. We're going to read some of those out in the next episode. Um, so thank you to those. And thank you to you, our listeners, as well. We hope yes. you enjoy what we're doing. And please, you know, message us and leave comments. We like that. Yeah, even if you can't be bothered to review us on iTunes, then just send us a message on Facebook, because yeah, that's fine. quite nice. So, we'll see you next time. Yes. Sign um, off. Sign off. Um, well, I'm, I'm anti-car. I'm definitely pro-bus. Which I love, because who's our next emperor? Chorus, yes! (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Who's there? Is that someone there? Hi, it's me. It's fine. It's John. John! John, what, what are you doing here? Oh, that's alright, I brought food back. You found food? Yeah, outside. Where? Uh, just there, from the end of the tunnel. <coughs> See? What, what, what the hell is that, John? It's a cow. How the hell did you get a cow down here? Brought my cow wedge. Oh, oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs>